0: The following episode of Fofop is rated MA. It contains alternating hosts, a rotating roster of guests, and mild course language. Fofop advises that it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15, or anyone who came here looking for one of those highbrow NPR-type podcasts. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deak speaking. (laughs) Welcome to Pop. I'm Will Anderson And joining me, guest Charlie, Gareth Reynolds It's been a little while, hello Gareth
1: Hello Will, I'd like to be called Charfi. I've decided as your guest
0: Charlie Charfi. Yeah, Garfi. Like Charlie
1: So that's what I'll
0: go as <laughs> So okay, Charfi. It's. Uh...
1: <laughs> Do you know that? Do you know my mother calls me Little Garfie?
0: I, I know that she does. Is it because of garfield is short for Ga- Gareth, or is it? It's not short for Garfield, right? Like no, as a kid, you, sure. didn't, you didn't <laughs> love lasagna and hate Mondays. And she's like, I've just got to call this li- a little Garfy,
1: evil ginger child. I mean, I guess it was kind of close. Maybe that is what they're doing, and I just didn't know. And I don't love I mean, Mondays.
0: I was going to say, let's run through them. How do you feel about Mondays?
1: I am not into them.
0: Right. Okay. And uh, tell me this then uh, lasagna, yes or no?
1: There's worse dishes to have. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't scoff at some lasagna.
0: I mean, again, and if you explore the dysfunctional relationship that Garfield and John seem to have with each other, like it really very much is it's very Dave and I reminiscent of the relationship that Dave and you have on the dollops. Yep. So yeah. I feel like.
1: It might be short for Garfield. It Little might be Garfie. short for Garfield. Now that we're talking about it, now that we're getting into it. You know, Fosdyke did. Um, I don't even know. I'm not even sure what it comes from. I think it was like. A, I think it's an English TV character, and I don't know. You know, I mean, the English are like the Aussies with like the nicknames. They're just sort of just. Mm-hmm. Who knows how they really. They're simplified and uh, it's consistent, but. Fosdyke did, because my mother brought that up on an episode, and I as she was like saying, we call him Little Garfy, not Gary, I was like watching the words come out of her mouth, and I was like, how is this... Like, of all the Gary... <laughs> I've gone through all this Gary stuff. My mother's been on, like, five episodes, and how have the stars yeah. just aligned for her to just tee this? It was really quite a slow... It was like watching slow-motion words. And Fosdyke drew a picture of me as Little Garfy, and it's just like a cherubic orphan and uh, my mother's in town mm. right now and we went to the farmers market and she was wearing, she loves her little Garfy shirt and she's wearing her little Garfy shirt and we're at one of my favorite stands <laughs> and the guy goes the guy goes this is like last weekend the guy goes I'm watching him read it, I'm going, oh, fuck, come on, no, come on. And he goes, little Garfi. He goes, what's that? And she goes, that's him.
0: Of course she does. Of course I- she does. She's like, I mean, this is a woman who's already... Like drop the reference into the podcast already. I mean, like she's she's drunk on power. That's what your mother's.
1: She's more evil than like Saddam Hussein.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not even saying it's entirely calculated, but what I'm saying is she's gone on the podcast. She's gone on like four or five times, hasn't dropped it in. Like, yeah, that's her finding her bearings, you know. Like and, and realizing I feel comfortable in this situation now. This is a bit more like this is not the first time. The, the partner comes over for Christmas dinner And everybody's on their best behaviour This is like yeah. the fourth or fifth time That they're over And all the old embarrassing stories come out So she comes in She's like today She's sitting at home beforehand Like prepping for the podcast She's like what am I going to do today And like it's, it's been on her list The last five her, times Lil her Garfie, and, Dave are having and she's side crossed zoops. it out five times to- <laughs> She's like today's the day She drops in Lil Garfie Yeah She knows she knows that that pod, like the podcast audiences, like you know, are going to eat this up. But she also knows what happens in the James Fosdyke world. Immediately, this becomes a cartoon, and she's like, "My delicious plan is coming together, right? Like, you know, it's all working she out."
1: She she turned down an image or two. She was yeah. like, "More red on the cheeks, oh. I think, redder cheeks."
0: She's like, a, "Like, she, really go for it, James." She has the planning. And foresight level of a Batman uh, villain, right? Like every single thing that she does works out to plan. So the day. obviously, then she gets the t-shirt. Now, did she pay no, for the t-shirt? Did she no, order a t-shirt, or did you no, send no, her? She didn't pay for oh, no, you I'm I, and hook no, line. I've been, I've been into completely. Her evil.
1: I've been completely fooled by this woman, which is.
0: So she's put, it, put on. it on. She's put it on and rolled down yep. to the and farmer's j- market. And, I,
1: and I'm not saying, any. I'm not going, hey, take that off. You know, I'm going, let's go. All yeah. right, great. Whatever you're wearing, wear yeah. a little shirt. Let's go.
0: Yeah, she can't believe her luck. She's like, "This is going to be the best." Yeah, she's like
1: this. She's like, this, uh, she's like uh, you know, his most popular episode's the Rube because he is
0: <laughs> <mother>. <laughs> like literally. She's going to be able to go from stall to stall. She she's guaranteed a series of interactions during the day. There is no way this T shirt does not. I mean, there's no way at some stage at the farmers market, <laughs> like a place where people are forced into transactional small chat right like it's you literally couldn't go to t-shirt
1: t-shirt based conversation great
0: for an exchange of goods and services and payment right like this is the sort of just like hey i'm gonna mention something like it's better than how are you i'm gonna be what does that t-shirt mean a little bit of banter you're gonna love that eggplant hey what's a little garfie right that's all that's that's you so she knows like this is i mean Oh. It would have surprised She's me just, if you'd walked around the entire farmer's markets and this hadn't happened, like, at least once.
1: We were at the end. Yeah. We were, at, we were <laughs> at the end. So she was probably in her head going, bloody hell, <laughs> these fucking idiots are ruining the plan. But then thankfully the one guy, he's just like, uh, what's a little Garfi? She was just like, oh, yes. She stepped into some light. Finally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I like to imagine that she was really showing it off. Like she was like yeah, yawning right. and stuff like that yeah. or just like.
1: Oh, r- this doesn't breathe well, does it? <laughs> just, Gosh, it's hot under this T-shirt, isn't it? Just
0: behind you in the line as you're paying for something, pointing at the T-shirt, just uh, going, uh, ask, have me, a look, have a look, ask me, ask me about this.
1: Have a look. Isn't this strange? Isn't this strange? Did you find this odd? What are you doing? Now, I was just going to see. Do they have zucchini here? Is there zucchini at this standard? Do we? Should we get summer squash? <laughs> I was just asking that gentleman. To just, <laughs> I was saying, ask me if if you, I said uh, uh, I said pass me uh, summer squash. That's what I I said, and you heard something completely different. <laughs> Gosh, you've got to have your ears checked. Coffee, coffee, coffee. So she goes so she's like that's him and then the guy and I can't this has happened with my mother before uh-huh. before and the guy's like looking at me like then it's like my uh, yeah. my job you, to, you've explain. Got to explain it. yeah and I'm like this is the weirdest Man. and I just go it's uh <sighs> it's this Look. thing from a podcast <laughs> that's <laughs> and the guy and then I can't believe I forgot this <laughs> this is the next step then the guy, no shit, take, takes out his phone and he's like, let me get a picture of that. And I'm going, what, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. He got a picture of it. <laughs> he got a picture of it. And then it says underneath, it says the dollop. And I go, it's from that podcast. And I'm just like, oh, end, end. I'm just like, like, like whatever I bought costs like $8. I'm like, here's $30. Please, please give me your phone. Delete that.
0: Well, you know what the thing is, though? I guess that's the point of the T-shirt, right? It's meant to be viral marketing. So maybe that dude, he goes... When I'm not around. Yeah. I mean, but it is more impactful when... Like, I remember the first year I went to Edinburgh in 1999 and, like, very competitive, um, you know, festival in regard to how many acts there are there. And I was very new. And so... Like you don't have the budget to get somebody else to hand out flyers on your behalf. So yeah, it's very much just like you going up to people and like trying to say something that will make them take your flyer. But what I did realize was that it was hard work. Like, I mean, I would just try to say something generic, you know, come to the show, sleep with your favorite cast member or whatever. Like, you know, like just something that sounded a bit like a joke that would capture their attention and maybe we'd have a conversation. Like, I would say my success rate was probably about 3%, right? Three ticket sales for every hundred people that I approached. And here's what I will say, though. The best audiences I have ever had in my life. But because they had already met me. And they'd decided, like they decide, they hadn't decided. We're curious. Yeah. They decided we liked him enough when we met him.
2: They that like yeah.
0: that they were on your side, so the show would just start well because you'd met everybody. You'd ask them all to come, essentially. So they felt like they were part of like a little secret club, it's kind of friends. Yeah. But that's a warm right.
1: crowd. Yeah. Do you, in any way, I mean, you must to some extent miss those days because I, I mean, I think you do. Like when you look back, you're like you know, the days where you're hungry and you don't really know what to expect, in in ways you must kind of look back and be like, man, that was so fucking good because you're doing your own barking and that does suck and it is kind of difficult and it's stressful as fuck, but there's like this level of energy that is just, I don't know, probably tough to compete with, I mean energy,
0: like bonding, I think, right? Like, you know, they talk about like people who go away on... Like, I mean, I guess, like, the most common one is, like, to, to like, the military or whatever, but it could be, like, you know, somebody who goes away on some sort of overseas expedition or, like, to just, like, an adventure with a group of other people and those bonds they have yeah. for the rest of their life because the bonds were forged in some sort of adversity, right? I think that yeah. it's, like, when you're, like, a bunch of other comedians also in your same position, also handing out flyers that have... Their face on them, the bonding between you all, because you were in the trenches together, is a bonding that I yeah. can't imagine that, you know, the millionaire stand-up comedians all sit around and go, yeah, what was it like when you played Madison Square Gardens? Yeah, it was pretty great. Really feel those laughs yeah. of the people in the back row of the 20,000 people I'm performing I to. I felt like I knew every one of them.
1: I mean, I was on the street asking them all to come, so I felt like I knew every I one of them, this show, 20,000 people. I bucked. It took me five years. (laughs) But I did it. But I finally barked a full, (laughs) sold-out Madison Square Garden show. What a nightmare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Toughest thing is, I had Uh, it covered four years ago, and then COVID took out, like, 20% 20, (laughs) 20, 20 of my audience. It's
1: just that—that's another two years of barking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I would imagine for you that's got to be, like, so, you know, because you have gotten to this point now where it's just like, you know, everything is... Con- You've earned it, but it is no longer, like, the battle part of it is sort of now kind of, like, self-manifested. Like, you're like, I want to beat my own last show, or I want to, like, do this better than the last one. But it's not like I need to worry as much about that sort of stuff, which is kind of the the stuff when you look back. Like, I always think that when... when I mean, when I was doing kids' birthday parties, like, I wanted to just, like, drown myself. But... <sighs> It Also, I did, even in that moment, kind of recognize, like, I am living this really weird life where I am, like, doing comedy on my own and I'm, like, couch surfing tons of times, too. I'm dressing up like Spider-Man. If I get somewhere, I will be like, wow, that was pretty fucking crazy that I did that and kind of almost savor it. Uh,
0: If you could go back and live out, I mean, this would be your sort of AI, like, you know, like virtual. If Zuckerberg came out and said... Here's what like you know this next generation like you know world that metaverse that we're creating is we have the capacity you know based on what we already know about you and your life to do a pretty good AI reprogramming Man. of you know, particular years of your life. We can put together what the suburb you lived in looked like at that time. We can, you know, like, I mean, that data is all readily available. If you wanted to go back to, if yeah. I wanted to go back to when I first started doing stand-up, so like late 90s, Melbourne, like, you know, inner north of Melbourne, they could easily recreate that entire vibe with the information they have. They have enough information about me and my life and my memories and whatever I'd have to put in yeah. to do some sort of replication of what that would be then you could just go back and live those years of your life, but just live them because they were fun. Like, I, I mean, when I first started doing yeah. stand-up and was making no money and was worrying about it everything, like, I also had lunch with the same friend 200 days in a row. <laughs> like, we literally... Oh, my 200 God. 200 days. Who was that? Uh, an Australian <laughs> comedian called Adam Richard, one of the loveliest uh, people oh in the yeah, world. yeah, yeah. I know him. And, yeah.
1: yeah, I love it. And
0: yeah. we literally, 200 days in a row... Went to the same place for lunch. After a while, we just were doing it because clearly we were on a streak and we wanted to see how long it could go for. But like, and when I say lunch, I mean, that was our first meal of the day. You know, go out to stand up comedy at night, drink during the night and like catch up for lunch the next day. Best years of my life, but of course you had all the worries about not knowing whether it was going to work out or not. If I could go back to that person yeah. and go like and just live that without like knowing like in my AI programming, I think that would be attractive to people, right?
1: That that's like a Michelle Gondry movie. I mean, that totally is like it. It is. It's true. I mean, I, th- I always think that that you know I, it must be so weird to be really successful young because. It has to just be so difficult to maintain the kind of like the character of being a decent human being. Because I I, I think that all the time. Like, that's why a lot of like, you know, young people who are successful thank God a lot because it's got to be so hard to process. You're like, how the
0: fuck did I get right. you? You're like, I was, that can must be have the been chosen. Only explanation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone like the man in
1: the clouds picked me. <laughs> this dude in the, the Matthew McConaughey type figure in the clouds decided I got this.
0: Yeah. Like that's the I'm only 12, way to do it. I own I'm a sh- mansion. There is no <laughs> other way that I can I mean, reconcile this other you, than believing that God made it happen.
1: And YouTube like YouTube has like completely yeah. changed that shit too. No. But but I do think
0: like no. you do Oh yeah, I'm I'm eight Everybody in the world knows who I am. I remember I mean, the future that, ramifications of at one stage, like two years ago or three years ago, the, like the biggest earner on YouTube. That's uh, what I was YouTube just say. was like a nine-year-old yeah. kid or something who like yes. opens presents, like toys. Yes. Like and it was like and he's
1: worth seventy million dollars that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's it's so successful,
1: and you know and that he's will set like,
0: him up for the rest of his life. But like, imagine being nine. And like every like everyone in the world knowing who you are and like earning seventy million dollars.
1: And having it be like unboxing. Like yeah. you know sometimes when you're like yeah, I mean, you know I what mean, it's like when you're like—he's
0: like just opening toys. He gets yeah, sent toys he, all the time, which for a kid would already be the greatest. And then he just opens the toys, and everyone's gone. Yeah, you're so good at that <laughs> that we want to watch yeah,
1: it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at some point, he's got. At some point, he's gonna like, you know, start smoking at eleven, and he's gonna be like, yeah. "Look, I don't want to open any more fucking presents," you know. And they're gonna be right. like, "Look, Dan, you need to get out there," and mm. and he's got, and he's probably like doing like. Sometimes you'll do a show and you'll be like, you, you know what I mean. You're like doing, st- you're doing your stand-up, oh. so you are rehearsing it, and you need to sometimes be like, this is, it's for the audience. You're making it seem like the first time. If yeah. your life is just opening shit forever, at some point you're gonna be like, I'm not interested in this anymore.
0: Yeah, I want to rap it. some stuff. Yeah, how about I that?
1: Be rapping. How, about, how
0: about that? Can I? What do are that? you talking? Can you I g- put
1: something? You do not. God gave you a talent. You do not start how about, rapping.
0: How about I put stuff in a box?
1: Listen, don't fuck with the brand. I don't like his new stuff That when he's putting the stuff in the box. I don't get it. What's he doing? I want to see him open the shit. Here I am taping the box. <laughs> this kid completely lost his bearings.
0: <laughs> but there has got to be... I mean, I would love that too, by the way. If, like at 10 years old, this kid has his, like, he realizes that you're earning $70 million for opening boxes. Like, it's great, but that's, that's his okay computer for me. Like, he's yeah, like, okay, right. yeah, but, I, but I'm done with that. I showed I can do that. I'm nine years old. I'm the biggest act on YouTube in the world. So, you know what? Now I'm just going to experiment a little. Maybe some well, days it's not even in a be box. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, I want to try archery. And people are like, what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck just I'm- came out of your mouth? <laughs> it is the dumbest. We, like, it is so dumb how the money has, like... Because that is it is actually a sad story (laughs) I'm getting a little weird (laughs) now, but it is a sad story. It's a sad story about a kid who doesn't have to worry about the stupid thing that we all value more than anything like Mm. money, which is for your survival. And so he's not going to learn much Mm. beyond the fact that he just unboxed stuff.
0: Mm. I would say this, though, if we are going to be unboxing heroin
1: when he's 17. Mark my
0: words. Here's what I will say, though. If we are going to feel sorry for the nine-year-old kid who is earning $70 million for unboxing free toys, I think we should also spare a moment for the uh, nine-year-old children who are making those same-said toys for about nine cents an hour. So, you know. (laughs) No,
1: Will, no, I'm not going (laughs) to let you do that. (laughs) I mean, they're just like in the factory Just like, uh, but we box those things That's good, and he opens them And he makes a lot of money Now chop chop, okay, here's your quarter Yeah, Uh, what a horrible civilization I mean, it really is It's it's, It's just It's just the worst culture It's fucking
0: crazy I was thinking about this recently About like, you know, because obviously This stupid amount of immense wealth What do you do with it? And, like you know, what does it make you, and what do you become? And I was thinking of this recently. When do you know what the uh, the Winkelvoss or Winkelvoss twins are up to? Are you familiar? You're familiar with who they are, right? The Winkelvoss twins. Yeah, yeah,
1: yes. And I am. I think I heard it. I don't remember what it is
0: though. So, um, so, so for for people who don't know the the Winkelvosses or the Winkelvosses, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but they were the. The Facebook investors that Mark Zuckerberg allegedly screwed out of, like,
1: they created Facebook.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, they've invested in a whole bunch of crypto and whatever. They're just like rich, young, you know, investor guys. But they now have a covers band. I'm going to read you an article uh, that was um, from the Daily Beast, so you know. This will be very reasonable and fair-minded, accurate. <laughs> um, uh-huh, for sure. But I feel yeah, like for them. what we're going to talk about here, this is the sort of take that you want on this. So here is the headline: Winklevoss twins take shitty band on the road while their startup flounders. So, um, as spotlights flared in Asbury Park, New, New Jersey, earlier this month, Tyler Winklevoss clasped a microphone. Closed his eyes and bleated the lyrics to Don't Stop Believin'. Standing, as always, next to his identical brother, Cameron. Like, if you're worth millions and millions of dollars, is that is that what you do? I think that probably is actually what you do. You always wanted to be a I rock mean. star. You're just like... I guess we're just going to parlay this fame that we have into conning. But in the way that we've been able to con people into cryptocurrency, I bet we can also con people into saying how shitty covers bear. It is
1: really weird, though. It's really weird. It's like they could totally do like they could go on a speaking tour. About how, right. they, you know, like a te- they could be TED talking across the country or they could uh, write, you know, they could go and like do a one act play about how Mark Zuckerberg is just some weird uh, robot who stole from them. It is very strange to go do a cover tour.
0: He's <laughs> like, do you think that we should parlay our expertise and investment into some sort of national tour where we talk to people? Well, we could, but I have Let's just, just learned journey. the chords. Let's just do yeah. Journey songs. <laughs> I've just learned the chords to Funky Town, so could we, we need to go on the road. Let's just...
1: Uh... What do you say we just do Funky Town? And, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: let's just do Earth, Wind & Fire's catalog, and we'll just go from city to city. We'll fund it. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Why don't we just start unboxing? Let's just go to towns and sell tickets to unbox stuff.
0: Do you think there is a market for the young fella to do live? Like, is there a chance that – I mean, is there a chance – that this wow. this young fella, the unboxer, wow. because think yeah. about Bo Burnham, right? So Bo Burnham started in his bedroom, yeah. like playing little funny songs on YouTube, and like parlayed that into becoming one of the most interesting comedic artists of his generation. Like you know, made like a, a piece of art about the pandemic that will really be able to be looked back on as going here is a taste of a time in which we lived. And that was the kid who used to just sing funny dumb songs on YouTube in his bedroom. Is there any? Chance that this young um, boxer has like a similar. I'm
1: I'm I'm sorry to 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 shut the box, but uh, I don't think so. I think Bo Burnham is the exception. There are there are times where someone will get famous for things that you know, like I don't even like miley cyrus's music Mm. but it's like that's an example where you're like look she got there and then she turned it into her own like i feel like he did that community i feel like unboxing unfortunately again well look i nobody loves to watch things Uh. get open more than i do but uh i do think that it is just such a limited skill you know what it reminds me of in idiocracy ow my balls Mm. the guy who just can get kicked in the balls that's essentially what (laughs) unboxing that it's that level of skill, so but would it be
0: like? Isn't it about what's in the box? So, he, like, it he does a Vegas live show or whatever. It's just like you know, there's like in, various interesting things inside a box. Maybe he's like unboxing, you know, a member of Cirque du Soleil doing some sort of like you know, like you know, or he's unboxing a lion like Zigfried and Roy or style.
1: That's okay. All right, you're starting to sell me a yeah. little bit. I'm also thinking we could reenact seven. Oh, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Yeah. Yeah, what's in the box? (laughs) What's in the box? You know, we could see him doing some of that stuff. He does the various
0: box-related, like, your favorite boxes. Like, he goes through, like, favorite boxes in history, most famous boxes in history. Like, it's a whole... Or
1: opens one, you know... A Vander Holyfield jumps out, ready to box him, right. sort of a boxer in the box. I'm totally. on
0: Maybe there's a box inside another box or like a box of dog in one of the boxes, like lots of plays. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing, there's a right? lot
1: of moves. There's a, yeah, there's and a lot of moves. And then at the
0: end, he reveals we're in a giant box. We're all oh, inside okay. a box. Okay. All right. Now we're talking <laughs> Edinburgh.
1: Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now I'm, I'm sorry that I, I really got to get a better attitude about stuff because now I'm pretty Soul <laughs> to be like at the end. He somehow through like the jumbotron of the screen yeah. realizes yeah. we're being unboxed and then it's no. God who's unboxing us. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm liking it. You've really You're good. You're good at this. <laughs> His oh, unboxing man. show. And he does it on December twenty-sixth.
0: I well I what I would love about this kid parlaying it into a career is if he doesn't, do, do you think that he like walks away from it completely or does he keep his hand in? So like occasionally at home, cause I think about this in the context of like comedy, right? If I left, yeah, there's a part of me that feels like I'd want to leave completely. Like just never do it again because
1: Steve Martin, Yeah.
0: Just go. Do you think he could be the same with boxing? Like if it came to like would he be able to order things from Amazon? Would he need somebody else to unbox it for him? Like would be people would there be people oh peering in the window? Like, you know, you know who lives there. Like he used to be the most Shut those blinds.
1: Most, it's just a pair <laughs> of shoes.
0: Just let us just I know it's in this Just let one. us see. Just let us see you do it. <laughs> no! Uh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Let me
1: in. Let me in, Dave. I can't. Unbox your heart. No one will get inside.
0: I mean, then I feel like there's a story about a young, un- uh, like a young unboxer who wants to find the legendary old unboxer who hasn't been unboxing for all this time, but who like created the unboxing I industry. don't do that anymore. Right. Now I'm thinking of like a karate kid style. I told you. Story.
1: I won't unbox. <laughs> I need you. The tournament's this weekend. I don't unbox anymore shouldn't have even opened that door. I don't open things anymore, really. Kind of let that go. All right, fine. Look, but if I'm going to take you on as my unboxing pupil, you're going to have to do it my way. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because then Karate Kid style, he won't let him touch a box. The kid's like, "Well, get, let's get." It. He goes, "No, no, no." And he ready. sets him a series of chores around the house yeah. to do that. We find out later are all things that will help him eventually when he comes to the world's greatest unboxer.
1: Yeah, yeah, he wraps him in tape I mean, and stuff come, like come that. On. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of. Uh, I, it's hard to. <laughs> I mean, when you when you think about
0: it, <laughs> he wakes up and he's wrapped in tape. He's like, "Get your way out." You are the box today. You're the box.
1: You love to get out. You love to open things, right? Get out of that. You're the box. <laughs> what are you talking about? See you tomorrow. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, it's hard to come up with the many Miyagi moves of the unboxing movement. <laughs> Again, well, it's a very I simple imagine. task, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to a uh, as opposed to an ancient ancient martial arts.
0: Well, I imagine <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's some skill around things like not if, like, a piece of, like, you know, sticking, like, tape is on the box. And are you, if you ripped it off, you might rip off an instruction or, like, you know, some sort of the description mm-hmm. off the outside of the box. Like, it's not just – I mean, I know you you were saying that, oh, any old yeah, bozo can just roll yeah. in and unbox something. But, yeah, for free. But That's not true. any old person can make yeah. $70 million a year doing it.
1: I just—it really is. It's just, I don't, how is it getting harder to process that reality for me? <laughs> just seventy million. <laughs> yeah, no, always. I probably am short selling them.
0: That's why, like, you know, when everybody talks about this idea and, like, I mean, it was the Trump thing, right? But it is so much part of the story of modern-day society, which is that having a lot of money makes you smart. Like, there's that perception in some yes. people's mind that if you have a lot of money, you are therefore inherently smart in some way, right? Like, the fact that a nine-year-old opens toys and makes $70 million, it's... Should, that it should. should
1: be a societal red yeah. flag. <laughs> I mean... If you, when you really think about it, that that is so true. In the way that it, like, you can get rich from so many stupid ways, mm. and that is all we pay attention. Like, we used to pay attention to intelligence. Mm. We like it used to be like someone would bring some sort of like intel. You know, like you, you know, you'd be like, "Wow, you invented this!" or well, "Holy shit, that's a great idea!" You know, things like that. And now it's if you have money, we're like, so we like take our cues from, yeah, Kardashians, from Trumps, just from like total empty headed morons or E or again, or people who made money through like the financial sector who are basically evil. And, that, and those are the people who were like, okay, yeah, how do I get in that business? And then you can't—the degenerative effect of that on our society is has gotten us to this point where we all are starting to just look pretty—you know, just getting filled with, like, chemicals to be like, this is how you make money, and, and why everyone now looks into their phone of uh, and is trying to be successful, trying to be famous. I mean, it's so strange for guys like you and I. who are like, no, no, we had this problem with fame, like, years yeah. ago, before the phones. <laughs> You know, now, like, we had this major, like, uh, issue inside of our souls prior to this. But now you're seeing everyone have it. You're like, oh, my fucking God. And to see in on my end where I'm going, I can't believe this fucking guy who I knew 15 years ago has found a better fucking following than me just through being the worst. You know? It, it is really true, though. Like, we are the... This all has just created this like, because at some point people are going to be like, "Well, what's the who's the unboxing kid voting for?" You know, and he'll be like, "I'm a libertarian," and people will be like, "I like this unbox. Look, I don't agree with the unboxing kid on guns, but everything else I'm pretty much aligned with him on." <laughs> stands, he's got a lot of good points. He's starts, the unboxing kid. He's got a lot of money.
0: I mean, it would be great if he started doing political unboxings, like he starts unboxing like like AR-15s or like. Oh. He's,
1: like, or, or is like if there's like a voting, yeah. there's like a voting uh, scandal. And he's a like, box un- of votes. <laughs> yeah, he unboxed a bunch of vo- no, he took votes. Well, what do you expect? He let him, I mean, this, what do you expect from this kid? <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He saw a box and he opened it. We trained him to do this as a society. He'd be Trump's perfect guy. He didn't know. I, we, a lot of people are saying that the uh, unboxing kid uh, unboxed a lot of votes. I mean, there's footage of him unboxing votes. We lost Arizona because of the unboxing kid.
0: If you're the parent of an, un, like, I mean, say your kids got an interest, because again, like, I don't know anything about this, this family or their, you know, the structure of the family or anything. So let's just keep this in the area of pure speculation. But like, yes. you know, you have a kid who just has a passion for opening toys. Like,
1: (laughs) you have a child.
0: So this is kind of my point, right? Like your kid's doing something that every kid does.
1: Yes. Desires, loves. I mean, I can, I can, even when you talk about it, I can connect with my childhood passion of opening things to see what's inside.
0: Okay. So it's not the kid who says, you know what? You should get this on camera. Is it? Like, it's not your five-year-old who's no. like, hang on, no. you should...
1: No, it like, can't be. No, its it is, it can't be. It is like, there are those, like, I mean, but also, you know what is so terrible is that it worked. Like, they were just like, let's film them on, and yeah. then they were like, Tell, that's yeah. pretty smart that we did that. And yeah. now, you know, it has completely worked.
0: <laughs> I mean, it has really completely worked, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Completely. And the the validation for them to be like that was one of the smartest business moves we ever <laughs> yeah. made was yeah. filming our child opening shit.
0: Because even again, like you you think about that idea of going, Well, are they exploiting their child? But I mean if they are, and I guess in some way, of course they are, but the all they're making the kid do is open toys. <laughs> it's yeah. like you might they're be spoiling them opening, or like them. But they're just their...
1: filming spoiling him. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think I, it has to get to the – you know what I mean? When you're watching like a sitcom <laughs> and the kid starts going through puberty. Like remember when Urkel yeah. started going through puberty and you're like, I'm yeah, not sure what's happening over here. Yeah. They're like – everyone's just like, look, we, let's keep riding until everyone says stop. Like the, there will be – I mean he's going to have like stubble mm. and, you know, he's going to be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. So that's like a drone. Look at that. That's a dr- <laughs> You know, people are going to be like, this is kind of weird now. <laughs> I love this. Oh, cool. Cigarettes. Thanks, Dad. Oh, it's awesome. I love uh, camel lights. Thanks, Dad. Oh, nice. A big a liter of gin. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Dad.
0: I mean, is there a point where... His
1: father's going to have an open casket, but it'll be closed at the funeral, and then he'll go, and he'll go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's Dad. Nobody told me. All right, can we stop filming? This is really emotional.
0: Okay, let's, let's, I'm going to change the scenario. Say this okay. is you. You were <laughs> in your past the world's biggest okay. unboxer. Like one year made seventy. Little Gar, little Garfi was like the biggest thing on the internet. Made seventy million dollars one year. When you were nine, the family like bought some houses, put some into an investment, gave us a bunch of it to charity, lost a bit of it. But your college is paid for, and you. They decided to not. You know, like they paid off the houses and they did all these sort of things, but they didn't blow all of the money. So you've got yeah. like, you know, say you've got like 10 million, $15 million in a trust fund, like for the rest of your adult life. What, it, what, are, you, what are you doing, do you think? Like, do you... So that's your scenario. Yeah, You're 18 years old. You could go to college. You could get a job. You could go traveling. You can do whatever you want to do, but you've got to like... If you do nothing, you've only got ten to fifteen million dollars, which is a lot of money, but like, is not, you know, necessarily a lifetime of money. Like, what what are you what are you doing?
1: I really, I, I'm like the me now has great plans, but I think me at that age, it would be bad. It would be like, you know, let's make a documentary on how horrible this guy's life turned out. Like, yeah. I think it. I think that age. If you merge my deep tendencies with that access to doing whatever I wanted, it is either on the path to rehab, on the path to ODing. It's just, it, it's jet skis. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just like jet skis and cocaine and margaritas. It's just bonkers. It's not good. It's sex tapes. <laughs> it's just it's just like, you know, like watching me like snort coke off of things. Like that would be the new thing that people would be like, have you seen his news? Thing? You yeah. know the unboxing kid? It's yeah, now a, he just does coke off of weird yeah. stuff.
0: He's got a OnlyFans.
1: He's <laughs> got an OnlyFans. <laughs> and I'm just, I, it's called I Unbag. This is my unbagging channel. And I, I unbag stuff and I just pour drugs on a table and do them. Oh, uh, that's pretty. I'm surprised at how much cocaine was in that bag. Oh, uh, fuck. You know, only to like. Yeah. And I would I it would be gone. It would be I mean, I would probably have the wherewithal to hold on to some of it once things were getting. But I I mean, you are talking like 18 year old Hunter mm. Biden shit. Right. Yeah. Are you going to see me like helicoptering my penis with like tiger panties on my head. By the way, which might be where I'm headed now anyway. What about I'm, you?
0: I don't know. I mean, 18, it's very hard to know what you would do at 18 years old.
1: Where were you as far as like where were you at 18? Where were you living?
0: Uh so, first year at university, I was living in Canberra, studying journalism.
1: Okay. And um, you your farm your farm background, how what? like how how farm boy were you at that age? Not. Were you super? No, far, not at all. No. You, what at what age did you start to unbox and leave the farm? Oh, early. Early. I was it? Was it a super farmy life, or were you like you were? At, you were out. You understood. You weren't like. What do you mean, Paul? There's lots over there. What are they about? Like you weren't like that.
0: I feel like my dad is generous when he speaks about the fact that I had some capacity like because we've talked about this before obviously around the family table particularly because my brother took over the farm so the conversation oh wow yeah so the farm dad and my brother have been running the farm together and it's just gone from essentially my brother working for my dad to now the arrangement is really it's my brother's farm and that that, you know dad and mum just have like a working share in it and you know like the you know it's it's really changed over generationally now so it's always funny when you're home for Christmas or whatever, you know, they're always like, Hey, do you want to come and milk the cows? Or, you know, cause I, there were some practical things that I did, but the way that all those practicalities, I have no muscle memory of any of them. Like, cause now I'm living in the country. Some of those things yeah. that I used to do and do quite easily and naturally when I were young, I have no, like, I don't know how to fix the fence. Like at some stage in my life, I knew how to repair a fence. That was a thing that I could do. At some stage in my life, I could very competently ride a motorbike. Like, you know, whereas like I would not dare get on a motorbike now. Like, you know, I would like kill myself within five minutes if I got on a motorbike now. But I used to like ride a motorbike everywhere. Like there were things that I could do. I milked cows for years. Like, I, you know, I had practical abilities that I just don't think I have any memory of.
1: Yeah. You lose that yeah. stuff for sure. I when I used the word construction, I there were things I knew, and now if you were to put me in a place and be like hang drywall, I'd be like I can't possibly. No. I don't know where to start. So then, okay, so then yeah. at eighteen, you've got you've got your you've got your unboxing yeah. money. What are how, what's your trajectory? Are you going down the uh the, the the sink like me?
0: No. Well, I probably at 18, no. Because my No, my, see I would be bad. My going down the sink years came more when I first started doing comedy in Melbourne, like so that's when I really started like drinking or like, you know, experimenting with other things was like so at 18, no, because I went to university and like studied really hard and worked a full-time job and So at that stage, I think the thing that it would have done if I had all that money is that I had dreams of being in the entertainment industry, obviously. So I would have been like, okay, I'm going to leverage this money. And I think I would have leaned too heavily on my previous uh, unboxing fame and it would have ruined my chances to be considered a credible artist in the long term like i always would have been in people's mind cuz i early on i would have cashed in on being like it's me i'm yeah, you'd have
2: I'm, the unboxing, it. I'm the
0: unboxing i'm the unboxing guy all my shows would have had like yeah. Yeah, you know boxing puns in them Oh, the, you know the, i
1: was just going to say the the fucking box title notebook stack yeah,
0: exactly and it would just be like bo- yeah. boxic masculinity the new show by the box guy yeah, right, right, right,
1: right. yeah 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 i could see i see that i i think i would have probably been going in that but i'm just telling you i certainly my my tendency then was to party really fucking hard so i and i had that run for a long time i could see i always thought like when i first got to la i almost you know, within, like, the first two years. And this, in my head, was what was supposed to happen. Almost booked, like, a very... um, Like, almost booked, like, a six-episode, whatever, like, sitcom thing. And, you know, before you get it, they negotiate your contract. And so when it was down to me and, like, one other guy, my manager was, like, tossing these numbers around, and I'm just going, holy fuck. I'm like, am I going to make this much? Like, and I... I even in my head was like that probably is not good like it would have been <laughs> I needed to do birthday parties for six years right. I needed to be like ballot you know to be like you know no you need to and even when I first made my first like chunk of money I spent it on just drinking and then got poor again And was like, okay, now I understand that this is fleeting always, and so it complete. But but I think that age, my unboxing money, they would have been like, I would have been in jail, and I'd have been like, look, unbox me out of here to my lawyer, you know, and he'd be like, that's not how it works.
0: Did that show? um, Like, you don't need to tell me the details. But did the show ever get picked up? And did the like the thing ever happen? No.
1: No, it was one of those things that.
0: Because, I I mean, it'd be great if that, like, you know, like, it was between me and Frankie Muniz, and (laughs) that show was Uh, Malcolm in the Middle.
1: (laughs) Oh, those, you know, I actually have a friend, I have two friends, one who got that part Uh that just changed everything, and one who didn't. And it's, and the other one has done quite well, but it's like the one has just... You know, explode, <laughs> and and I and it is a, it's those hinge moments because yeah. they are really fucking rare. And like when you do watch like a buddy of yours get enormous success like in that avenue, it's fucking crazy. But it's even crazier when you're like, I knew another guy who, who probably, could have been that guy.
0: Now I like I just mentioned Frankie Muniz. Muniz.
1: Oh boy, um, Muniz.
0: Munez? So, did, His did, life is crazy. Well, because he is an example of what we are talking about, isn't he? Because he yes, yes. has parlayed his early fame and fortune into a different career. So here we go. Um, where am I going to... I
1: don't know if I know his new career. Okay, I, great. I don't... Yeah. Good.
0: This is good. Then. You're,
1: you're, <laughs> Dollop time. You
0: will very much enjoy uh, this. Uh, okay, so... Um all right. Uh, I just want to make sure that I find the right uh, article about this.
1: I know that he I remember when I saw him on Punked, mm-hmm. he was so rude. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I can't believe he like said, yeah, you can release this. Cause he was like, lo- he was like, where's my Porsche? Where's my Porsche? And you were like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> well, how would he know? Like where he's been, fa- he's, he's exactly what we're talking about. He's been famous forever. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult. Uh, Frankie, uh, Francisco Munez, the force, uh, yes. is an American actor. Um, so, here we go. Uh, let's, uh, have a little look at, uh, his life. So, um, how old was he when he started in Malcolm in the Middle? Uh,
2: nine, ten?
0: Yeah, so, the pilot episode was watched by 23 million people. The second episode by 26 million people. Shit, they would have been reasonably happy with that. But that's when... Like, like You talk about your yeah, life changing forever, right?
1: Yeah. There's, and this is like, I mean, again, it's like, it's so different when te- tele- the viewing and consumption of television used to be vastly different.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, that's so many, though. All right, here we go. So, uh, Munez um, has a long-running interest in car racing. Uh in January 2022, Munez um, uh, drove at Daytona International Speedway. Um, he has been racing stock cars since 2021. Um, uh, yeah, and apparently he was quite a successful uh, car, race, a race car, car driver. Car driver. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
1: That is strange. Right? You know if he's like jammed up in a race or something, they have the instinct to just be like, looks like he's getting Malcolmed in the middle a little bit over there.
0: Uh, He's also um, a manager of a band.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. What the fuck? I mean, (laughs) this is
0: a guy who is (laughs) dabbling in a whole bunch (laughs) of things. Well, that's the
1: thing. Right. He, I mean... Surely yeah. I mean look, he pursued acting. We all remember Agent Cody Banks. Agent Cody Banks too. Right. We all remember he was trying. But it's the it is a little bit of the Urkel thing I was referencing before where it's like, you know, we're not always down for that trans sometimes we are. Elijah Wood mm. makes it, you know, uh Kieran Culkin. Sometimes we're down for that transition. But most times we're like, yeah, no, you had a good run. And what, yeah, what do you do? I mean, you just try to do a bunch of shit and it'll always live in the shadow of a dumb show you made.
0: Uh, he did own for a while a small specialty stock shop in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now, uh, he and his our partner bought this little specialty shop in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm going to see if you can guess oh God. what sort of product you, this? like, so they've... I'm, I'm going to like say that they're perhaps – they're on holidays. Is Scottsdale the sort of place you might go like on a vacation or something like that? What's what's Scottsdale, Arizona? What's what's it like?
2: I, that's
1: Do you know anything I about that? Think. I, no, I know about a few cities in mm. Arizona, but Scottsdale, I don't know too much. I would guess Scottsdale is a little more conservative. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot – Arizona is really weird. Like there's Sedona, which is like the hippiest mm. – there's phoenix i mean i don't know but okay all right so he's in scottsdale what were you were gonna walk me through a little bit i was gonna say he
0: and his partner might have been on like a a weekend away together or something like i'm thinking like a romantic weekend away the sort of thing where you would like walk into like you know little specialty tourist shops try products Mm -hmm. like you know that sort of thing and then be so enchanted By what you had walked into, that you're like, fuck it, you know what? I got Malcolm in the middle of money. Uh, We're going to buy this place. I liked it so much, I bought the place.
1: Well, see, it. it, I just in Sedona, it's like all these crystals and stuff. So I wonder if it's kind of along those. I'm going
0: to give you a a bit of a clue that it's it's not New Age necessarily. It's more sort of um, what I would say is a cooking supplies, cooking ingredients. Ingredients you, okay. okay. yeah. <laughs> ingredients you would use for <laughs> cooking.
1: Okay. Ingredients you would use for cooking. Boy. Now, One, I mean, one, I, one of these okay. ingredients
0: you'd use in a lot of cooking, regardless of what sort of cooking you do, you'd use this ingredient in a lot of cooking. The other one, not mm-hmm. necessarily in as many things. Does that help at all? What?
1: <laughs> no, I'm very lost. I thought I had an idea. Now I have nothing. I, I was, I mean, it, it has to be a, a place that makes the product yes. to some extent. I, I would say so, yes. So, so I, like, my, my gut was to go, like, with chocolate or something.
0: I'm going but... I'm, I'm to give you a little quote from him about his schedule. Okay, thank you. And thank from you. this okay, quote, right. <laughs> let's see if you can work out. My day this morning okay. started at 6 a.m., Getting up to go to the depot to get the products that we needed. Then I got here early to start filling bottles and to make sure all the shelves were stocked. We're not just ordering product and putting it on the shelf. We bottle everything. We label the bottles. We seal everything. We do that ourselves Uh. here in store. It's a lot of work but it's really rewarding when people come in and rave about the product. So there you go, based on that quote that reveals nothing about actually what the product is, uh, can you guess what the product well, is?
1: Well, I wanted to say wine, but I feel like it's
0: olive oil or something. Okay, so one of the ingredients is indeed olive oil. So, okay. Uh so that's the common one. So you're okay. in your olive oil shop. What's it what what are they olive also oil. selling? It's also a, a you know, a food Oh, well done. Okay. Red? No, is vine- it vinegar? So, vinegar. So, oil and vinegar a, shop? <laughs> it's an olive oil and vinegar shop. Now,
1: too much money this, is the name this, of this, like you said. This is too much. This is <laughs> unboxing money. This, this is, is too much money. You like their oil? Can, yeah, can we get one of those bottles? Can we get another one of those? And then I think we're going to buy it. What is, I think we'll, you
0: what is that? You want to work for the, us? The, can you box this up? Let's take it all. We've got a specialist yeah, buy, guy it. who unwraps a <laughs> We'll
1: have bring our unwrapping guy. He's going to, we'll tell him what it is beforehand, but he's got to pretend to
0: freak out. It's a whole thing. Uh, the name of the business they bought outrageous olive oils and vinegars. What in God's name? How? Yes. It, it is,
1: <laughs> it's very, you know what it's like? It's yeah. a little like his father on the show, Walter yeah. White. Yeah, like with, a little fun business. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, the, look, you, you fight. Yeah, it's a car wash. It's the decision of like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I teach, uh, I teach, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a science man. I'm also going to make meth. It's like, what do you do? I race cars, but uh, I'm just going to yeah. buy this oil and vinegar shop.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it does sound like a front of some kind.
1: Yeah, yeah, the mob. Yeah, it is probably a way to like. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're unboxing drugs at the back. That is, see that, and that is. I feel, I almost feel bad for the guy because, you know, it's the same thing with the the nine year old where you're like, if you live in a society that only values how much money you have, then doesn't it, if you achieve that when you're like ten. It just doesn't leave much runway. There's just nah. nothing. Like you just don't have to do shit. <laughs> it's the same one. Like it's why when celebrities have kids and they're like assholes because it's like they have the money taken care of. You know, like you don't. You don't need. You don't need to do anything. There's no but, purpose. There's yeah, no... Yeah. They don't need to know how to milk a cow. They don't need to go and hand out flyers at fucking Edinburgh and like be like, look, you might be able to sleep with your favorite jazz member. Huh? You know? They don't have to do that. There's no drive. What's the drive? To just, like, walk into an oil and vinegar shop to get a bottle of olive oil and then be like, "Yeah, fuck it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is interesting, isn't it? Because it's... If you're that rich, there's... Two ways that like you hear these stories going, which is one that the kids are indulged in whatever they do and like, you know suffer the consequences of never having to earn anything themselves, or you hear about these stories of these mega rich people who aren't leaving any of the money to their kids, and you're like, that's yeah. too much. Like, I feel like that's too much. Like, if my parents were super rich, like, you'd be like, yeah, I get the whole idea of me ne- needing to earn my own stuff, but. I mean, cut me off a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, Bra- I mean, honestly, a little yeah. bit. Well, that's a, that's a, my mother lives her life like, like everything is she. Her plan is just to leave as much money to my brother and I as possible, pa- and we're just like, live your life. And she's like, yeah. you can have these dishes when I'm gone. And I'm like, nobody wants your fucking. Di- just enjoy your dishes. So, do does not this, stop doing everything for you. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just that like, well, I won't do that. I'm going to leave something for for uh, my grandchildren. Mm. You're just like live your life,
0: right? Like I mean, your grandchildren are going to be fighting in water wars. They're not going to care about the good China. Yeah,
1: yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like you're looking. This, this is the past week is the the yeah. first week where my mother. I think. Realize, like started to think that I wasn't totally insane with all the things I've been saying. Like we had a couple conversations where she was kind of listening to right. me in a way where she hasn't before. Mm. Where she's going, Yes, I think that does make sense that you're trying to do something mm. like that now, doesn't it? I'm like, Yeah, oh yeah, mm. for sure. And I'm beginning to think maybe they are they are just all serving the same people. Like, yes, that's <laughs> what I've been saying like i have been talking crazy to my family for seven to ten years i was i was talking you know um adam curtis the documentarian the great documentarian Uh i watched a hyper normalization again and uh it it really might be his best one and in it they talk about the genesis of suicide bombing Mm. and i it's so interesting And I was at my family dinner with my mother and my nephew and a couple other people. And I start relaying how suicide bombing came to be. And I was three-quarters of the way through when I was looking around going, there's not one person here who wants me to keep talking. (laughs) And I had to just be like, "Ah, "Yeah, ah, never mind. I, like, just kind of pulled the I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter too much, I guess. And everyone was like, Jesus, dude, this kid's 15.
0: I remember I was... um... Uh, having a conversation around Australia's uh, refugee policy at like a holiday, Christmassy sort of function. And I was like... It was like the end of Oceans 11, you know, where they're all at the fountain and then they all yeah. just drift off one by one. And yeah. then, like, finally I'm halfway through a <laughs> sentence and I'm just like, where did everybody go? I'm sure there were, like, 11 people here at the start of me starting this red. and one by one well, they've all know- just, like, disappeared. It's also... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's also like if you're if you're a comic, you know, it's like you kind of the whole point is to read the room. Yeah. And so when this when the stakes are like the when you're in like a social yeah. setting and you've completely bought I d- bombed, didn't
0: realize I could walk Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> People just start unboxing behind you. It's
0: not even Christmas yet. We're gonna open yeah, we're them just, anyway. Decided gonna, to open just, this. Uh,
1: sorry, it's fine. We just, uh, I don't know. We're, we're looking for gin. Oh man, that is such a great reference. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still. I bet mean, you're just talking to nobody. Just, you know, I think we really gotta. Uh, okay. okay. You know, I, just,
0: uh, I guess. Right, so.
1: Right. Are, we, are we eating? Is, did, did I hear someone say supper? Why are we? Did I miss it? I'm not sure what's going on right now. Okay, however you guys want to handle oh,
0: it. Oh man,
1: <laughs> Danny Ocean out. <laughs> um,
0: uh, we should finish up in a minute because my dog has decided that she's had enough of me. The dog uh, got so big. Yeah, that, that's what happens. She's still going to get bigger, but um, I didn't know that happened with dogs. Yeah, she, she's uh, sick of me. Uh, Talking and she wants some attention now, so um, I will we'll finish this up. But uh, Gareth, of course, you have uh, the dollop uh, regularly. The dollop. Uh, what else are you doing at the moment that people need to know about?
1: Uh, I'm about to go record a, a sp- uh, special uh, in uh, three cities in uh, America. Maybe four. I'm not sure. It's been a bit of a shit show. But uh, and when
0: you say record in, a special, uh, is like like an hour of new material? Is it more than an hour of new material? Is it like? What? It's more than
1: an hour, but I'll probably cut it down. Uh, it's a little strange how I'm doing it, but basically I've kind of segmented it into three topics. Uh, and um, and so I'll be releasing those three topics. Before I do that, though, uh, the full hour completed, will I'll be selling tickets on... Um, a platform uh, so people can download it for a couple of weeks. Okay, um, great.
0: And when you yeah, are doing something yeah, like so. that, do you, like, is this all material that you've been doing for a while? Like how much, I, I was listening, the reason I ask you this is because um, uh, I was listening to a podcast with, uh, uh, there's a podcast called, good ones. It's a podcast about uh, jokes and they get comedians on and they like, you know, have a routine that they do and then they just talk to them about that routine and how it came together and their career uh-huh. and stuff and it's good. They have lots of good guests and I was listening to a Tom Segura episode and the dog is really now just deciding that shit. The, do- the, do- the, dog,
1: <laughs> the dog is, is amazing. Like watching you watching you podcast with the dog like being <laughs> the dog. Is The dog's like, shut up, Daniel. Like, so I was actually, let me, let me ask you this real as your dog's like chewing your neck. <laughs>
0: There was definitely an element of that. And she's like, I was in the car when you were listening yeah. to that podcast. So I don't need to hear about it. again." Yeah,
1: it's like, it's like when a when a newscaster like has like people behind them making faces and they're like, I'm i uh, I'm here right now. Just trying to get a sense of the area.
0: She's worked out. She's like, I mean, she's got to the point now where like she puts her front paws up on my shoulder. That's her real power move to get my attention. If she wants yeah. something, she's yes. just like, yeah,
1: well, she's at human level. She's, yeah, like, a, she's like, we, we like, are making official yeah, eye contact. There yeah, we go. Yeah there's yep, a little, uh, yep, yep, uh, she,
0: Yeah, <laughs> in a minute, nearly almost
1: She's like, I'd like to talk to you off mic dad.
0: Um, so, uh, oh, that's so cute. So anyway, Tom's, yeah, until she starts b- biting and then it won't be as cute. Um, he was <laughs> yeah, talking, I find it's cute for me. He was it. talking about the fact that he likes to try his material. <laughs> hundred. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is she just started scratching my back and I actually had a bit of a, like a, Inichi back, and I was like, uh, "Oh, that was actually good. pretty nice." Yeah,
1: you're like yeah, wrong you're tactic, bit wrong, wrong bit tactic. Away. Now she's on the other and side. I, Aww. Um I'll
0: There you go. That, look at that. Hello.
1: Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, look at her. Look at you.
0: Oh. Um, so he was saying that he likes to try his material like 150 200 times before he records it for like one of his specials and i just recorded my show we yeah. logical and i reckon i probably had done it 30 times <laughs> you know like if that like oh wow you know because i just well i mean with the pandemic and just like you know with only being able to yeah. be in australia and whatever i just didn't have much of an opportunity to do it and i would love ideally to do it you know, maybe 50 to 80 times, I think, would be the sweet spot for me. I don't think I need to do it. I think I'd actually get bored with it if I tried, to, if I did it 100, 150 times. Like, you know, but, but like, you know, 30 was on the, you know, like the 30
1: is tough. Yeah,
0: it was on the end of going. I've watched it back and I'm really happy with it, to be honest. But there's a few places where yeah. you're just like, ah, in another. 10 shows or 20 shows or 30 shows, that would have been a different joke. I don't mind where it is on the special, but you know that if you'd worked it for another 20 shows, it just would have ended up looking different. Um, How many times do you like want to do a joke before you put it on your thing?
1: Well, I think to, to your, to your last point, I mean, I think there was, even when I recorded my album, I mean, I had done that shit so often. And, and as, as I was transitioning into the new stuff, I would still go I would still be building stuff on the things that I'd done hundreds of times like it kind of never is done in that way because if you if you are like us where you're kind of like listening to the crowd and maybe going an extra step here or there you'll always do that and even with now while I'm in the home stretch I um you know there's still stuff that I'm finding and I'm going to my, I keep saying to myself like no more new shit and then I'll go oh but that is actually that would work you know and so so I'm still doing that but I've done this a lot. I mean, there's certainly some material because I when I decided to do it in the three chunk thing, like kind of have three subjects. There was the middle one was a little light. And so I wrote a bunch of new stuff for it that I've been working. And so that stuff, I would say, is closer to the 30 time. There's some stuff. um, There's some stuff that is in the like that I have been doing, you know, since my first few years of stand up that just never made it and then I, I that i'd always wanted to do but maybe didn't feel like it fit um but i've definitely gone through this a lot i mean you know when i first went out with the when the pandemic when you got the first vaccine and it felt comfortable going out you know i was really working some of this stuff right at the beginning it was stuff that i wanted to do it's changed it's gotten better obviously Um, but I definitely, I definitely go over and, and with the way it is now, you know, as I'm leading up to it, I am basically like the thing I'm doing this weekend is I'm fully writing all of it out. And so I'm going to have a full script of it, where which I which I wouldn't normally do if I was touring as much as... Like, right now I have a, uh, I'm have writing on a show, as well as, you know, I just am still a little, like, wary of sometimes performing in certain yeah. places. And I don't fly anymore. Like, I have a lot of limitations. I'm a very annoying person to uh, my agent. But... Um, the whole not flying... With,
0: the, 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 can I just say, the whole not flying thing... So Australia's just yeah. uh, past the whole, you don't have to wear a mask on the plane anymore yeah things so i've I've got like ten, twelve flights for work over the next like three months, you know, and I am just terrified now of those flights, like and I can't do anything about yeah. like there's no other way for me to fulfill my work commitments other than take no. those flights. and you just feel like, ah, oh, fuck you all, fuck you all that I now have to be in some situation where like I am like demonstrably like more at risk just because people are. Like, I mean, yeah. the planes. Couldn't because... we have just kept them on the planes? <laughs> Guys, was it that hard yeah. to or keep them how about on the this? fucking this is, what Dave,
1: <laughs> this is what Dave and I were saying. How about one airline is for the people yes. who want masks? Just, like, one mask one. I think that would be, it. from the capitalist standpoint, I think that would be so lucrative. Like, you know, I mean, we, we drive, to, we're driving everywhere now, and it is so fucking... <laughs> Weirder, better, and worse. It is all of them. It's like, but I've hated flying for so long that there is something freeing about not having to do it. But yeah, my brother, my brother got COVID on a flight like a month ago. Like it is, you know. I mean, again, I'm not. uh, It's not to say that if you've had COVID, you're you know you're fucked or anything like that. But. There are risks that come with getting COVID and getting it multiple times that I personally... If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it on stage has been my decision. So that will be where I'll get it. Uh, You won't... I'm not the person who's going to get it at a wedding or some of that shit. Your dog's like, you said we were done. Um, (laughs) But... So, my point being that you know i've what I've really done is I've like over listened to shit- I've definitely put in more work in other ways than just doing it yeah. to kind of compensate so but I have done it a shitload it is very rehearsed, but by the same token, I still am like you know there's still moving pieces in my head when you're up there that you're still sort of calculating changing, remembering you know it is like it's uh I don't know. I, I in a way, for me, I've never record. I've never had like a video special. I have an album. I don't have like a special special. So you know, I'm really, I am as focused on it as I fucking can be. So uh,
0: it's, can I? It's very. Can romantic. I also plug that you are on the latest uh, Q Anon anonymous? Uh, episode their two hundredth episode uh it's a really funny podcast like I love that podcast I listen to it a lot but that- epi- yeah, that episode in particular is i mean it is bananas it is one of the Crazy. one of the like it is, Crazy. it's a dollop in real time. That's really what it is. It's like, you're like, oh yeah, this is yeah. like, cause whatever he does next as well is going to turn into something else. And people are going to be, I mean, it's amazing to recognize it when you're in the middle of it. Sometimes you can only in reflection go, oh yeah, this person had a, yeah. but you see, it's a real story of our modern age. I, I would just recommend to people it just, even if you've never listened to the podcast before it, episode 200 is a good one to jump in on.
1: Yeah. It's great. They were, like, they were like, this will be like an hour, no. and it's like almost three yeah. hours. It's, it's totally <laughs> The story's totally crazy. Um, but yeah, so I'll be recording that in uh, Eureka, California on the 17th, on the 20th in Portland, on the 22nd in Seattle, and then I'll be in Vancouver on the 23rd of September. And pretty much all of those will be like, I'll be piecing footage of all that together for the one.
0: Thing. Uh, will you be wearing different clothes? So you can go to
1: GarethReynolds.com for those. There's a-
0: it's funny you say yeah. that, Will.
1: Uh, no, I'm actually going to do it in one outfit, right. like I'm a time travel, yeah. like I'm a quantum, like <laughs> yeah. like I'm a quantum leaper, a topic we've surely touched on. But uh, yeah, so my plan is yeah. that I'm like the the you're the you constant know, location yeah. traveling stand up. I'm the constant, yeah. I'm the rock,
0: right? And yeah, uh, the, yes. the locations change, but you're the same. I, I, I like that. I, I, there's a Chris Rock special where he like cut together bits from different gigs, but like he's in different outfits, yep. and that really I'm like, like yeah. I'm like nah, I don't want to. I, don't, I yeah. don't even want to know that you have different clothes for different shows. <laughs> Makes me feel weird.
1: Well, you know what? What's you know what's funny is someone like me, who's kind of a sloppy little bugger, yeah. having to be like to preserve one right. outfit is go- that. I mean, that should be its own documentary. That's its own movie. <laughs> well, the, the the sloppy comic yeah. trying to preserve the. one. I am going to have to, going to show clothes. And then mm. getting off stage, be back into that outfit. Yeah. I will be, it'll be like my, it's you your know, it'll work be like my uh, footy uniform. uniform. Yeah.
0: That's my work. Exactly. List, my uniform. <laughs> and then one day you'll realize it's just been in the bottom of your bag before the show. And you're like, ah, damn, I was going <laughs> to, oh, I was going to wash that. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Damn. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have these white pants that I perform in and uh, I'm on my second pair because I went out and the, and everybody was always like, who drinks red wine and wears white pants? I mean,
0: pants? it's brave. And then, it's the sort of life you live. And then it happened. I mean, it. Then it happened. even just then wearing white pants in public boundary. is like, it's a it's lot. It's bold. Like, unless you're on the way to cricket or But I was getting rounds whatever, of drinks. Yeah, that's...
1: I was getting rounds of drinks. I and then again, I was in New York, yeah. and then the the, the uh, yeah, look at the life like this was, guy
0: lives uh, in his white pants. Yeah, juggling beverages, white pants, red
1: wine. <laughs> <laughs> How's this guy single? <laughs>
0: Uh well thank yeah thank you very much for doing this today, mate. I oh, super appreciate it. Of course.
1: Always uh, always a pleasure, Will. Thank you. Uh to be your Charfi.
0: <laughs> thank you, Charfi.